0: Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences.
1: In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you.
0: We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 13, Living as an Empath. In this episode, we talked about all the struggles that you encounter on a daily basis as an empath and different solutions that you can plug into your everyday routine in order to help you live as an empath. Enjoy the show, everybody.
0: Hi, guys. Welcome back. We are so happy that you're here. Today, we are talking all about empaths, which is one of the topics that Tony and I always talk about because we are empathic people.
1: Yes. So we have no choice but to talk about it. <laughs> so when I first met Lindsay, um, I didn't realize I was an empath. If you would have told me that I would have thought you were calling me like a psychopath or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that kind of word sounds funny. But then I started to realize what empathy means and what an empath is. And right when I read the definition or right when I think Lindsay might have told me about it, I can't remember exactly where I first heard it. I was like, that's me. So somebody who feels somebody else's emotions. And that's what empathy is. And everybody has this ability to feel somebody else's emotions, but if you were like how I was when I first met Lindsay back in 2010, oh my goodness, I would walk into a room and it would just overwhelm me and I would get anxiety. And back then, I would refer to it as, I would think in the back of my head, is this social anxiety? And I'd be like, no, I'm not antisocial. I love being social. And I start to realize this always happened when I go inside places. And anyways, empath, living out as an empath, if you're not aware of it and you don't understand what's actually happening when you're soaking in people's emotions and you don't understand how to turn that on and turn that off, it could be a rough existence.
0: Yes. So one of the things that you could feel as an empath, I think getting clear on, am I an empath or am I not an empath? Everyone is an empath, I believe. I feel like we all take on the energy of other people around us, but then there's a difference because some people actually use their empathic nature to feel them. They could actually feel something that's surrounding them. They can walk into a room and use that energy to their advantage, whether it's being extra loud being more expressive, um, or they can use it to actually feel themselves in a different way. Now sometimes, I I truly believe that there's certain people that will actually use addiction when they don't know that they're empathic. So they'll take on the energy of everyone around them. They think that they're depressed, but it's really the people around them and it gets them depressed. So they try to block out the noise of everything that's happening around them so that they can process what's right in their own mind. So that, that can happen. So I think it's really important for you to know this, the different signs that come up if you feel like you're tuning into other people's energy. And that would be sometimes you might feel drained. Other times you might not want to go out in public into crowded places. Can you think of any other?
1: Yeah, so you brought up a good point with um, being an empath, because a lot of people tie that to introverts. Yeah. Right? That's I hear that all the time, that, oh, they're, they're empathic, they're, they must be introvert which that's not true, because like you were just saying, you could be very social, or, or you could think of somebody who's really social all of the time, and they could be an empath and not even know it, because they're soaking in the energy, and then they're using that to speak, is what you were saying yeah. pretty much. And I find that interesting because I never would've thought that that's actually what was happening, but that is what is happening with a lot of people. And you could tell when it is. And then on the other end, you have people like what I used to do. Actually, now that I think about it, I used to do a little bit of both. Like sometimes when I'd go in places, I'd be talking a lot and that's what Mm -hmm. I was doing. I didn't realize it. And I started to get in the zone. And then other times I would just like clam up and I'm like, oh man, this is overwhelming. And I would just be soaking in all of the energy mm-hmm. so that's interesting how it could go to, to to both sides of introvert or extrovert
0: yes I know and I think some of the things Tony and I have both done this before was we would kind of dim our lights when we were around certain people mm-hmm. so if they were extra extra loud it might cause us to kind of dim our light I feel like a while ago that would have happened. All of the time. it, It, It
1: would have happened with
0: me all of the time. And then when you dim your light and you're not actually living in your truth and living in your power and saying what you want to say, that's the thing that drains you. So it actually, if you use your, I would say, intuition and use your own soul and just allow yourself to really, to speak... To, to say what you want and not feel uncomfortable, that's actually gonna give you energy in itself just by being yourself.
1: Exactly, and that's, that's the number one thing. That's why they say if you know yourself, then everything else in life, it always goes back to knowing yourself. And mm-hmm. once you know exactly who you are, you start to express yourself fully and then you don't hold back, you don't soak in everybody's energy. You start to be able to um, use that gift of empathy without it being a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. So you're able to tune in with people, speak with them, sense their emotions, take a little bit, you know, to add to the conversation and add to what you're doing. And that's a skill. And that's exactly why we why we do, did this episode, because that we, I believe and Lindsay believes it's very, very important to educate yourself on this topic and understand how to use your intuition, which Lindsay has an excellent course on that, Unlock Your Intuition. And like I said, you, Lindsay, and I'm talking to everybody here, she's been a huge component with me learning how to get a hold of my intuition. And the reason why I'm bringing up intuition is because that is what gives us our ability to feel other people's emotions. And when I first met Lindsay back in 2010, I always had my intuition on and I didn't know about it. And it, it, it'd either be all the way on or I would just shut down Yeah. and be all the way off. I had two extremes back then. And I literally, I started to, I, I believe that I have a strong intuition because of sports. Sports really built my instincts. Basketball, I can remember being on the basketball court and um, just feeling where everybody was. And I'd make these passes without even looking. And everybody would ask, how did you do that? And it was thoughtless. It was, I was using my intuition. So I I got really good at mastering it on the basketball court. But when it came to my life, I was not good at all when I first met you, was Mm -hmm. I?
0: No, you were totally, he was totally tuned in intuitively. I mean,
1: I was very, no, very intuitive. But what what I meant by that was I wasn't good at uh, turning it on and off when I needed it. Yeah. That was the part that I that Lindsay taught me.
0: Yeah, I kept on to, saying, because um, he's like, he came into town from St. Louis not knowing anyone in Tampa. And when he came in, he's like, I just need, you know, to process what's happening. There's a huge change. I left my hometown. I never moved out of state. And so when he moved to Tampa, I was so used to being around a bunch of people. I had a bunch of friends. We would go to um, different parties. And he's like, I just need to be away from a big group of people. Because he said he was feeling so overwhelmed energetically. And that's when we talked about how he was so open to feeling everything. Especially being that vulnerable. If you're in your life and you have a huge change, you're going to be extra sensitive. So he would feel everything. And it almost it made it feel like it was anxiety. When really it was probably picking up on the emotions of everyone else while feeling Well,
1: it was was anxiety, but that's what created the anxiety. It's because I was open to everybody else's um, emotions because I did have anxiety, very strong anxiety. Yeah. And it wasn't, once again, it wasn't because I'm an antisocial person. I'm a social person. Like, I like talking with people. It was, I didn't understand how to turn my (laughs) intuition on and off. And then over the years, Lindsay began to um, teach me different ways to do that and I start to get better at it. And not only that... I started to apply it into my life. So I started to apply it when I was in the school systems teaching. And me using that and using my intuition as a gift, that is what really propelled my ability to handle my intuition. And I think that's God's gift to me saying, hey, thank you for using your gift. Yeah, And I think that's what happens. And I think our the ability to have empathy and to feel intuitively is such a valuable gift. And once we start to use it, we start to become fulfilled. We start to do things that we never thought we'd be able to do, like maybe speak in front of 5,000 people or be in a room of um, you know a thousand people and just feel energized the whole time. And that's me now, you know, not every time. There's, there's still some times to where I walk in a room and I'm like, oh man, I'm not my intuition. I gotta, but I know how to adjust it. That's a thing. I'm aware of it and i and then right when i know that it's open i'm like oh i can't do this right now i'll go and i'll make sure i'm prepared for whatever i got to do to where um, it's not open and right. you know how it how it used to be
0: and it, and you never have to shut off your intuition but you could shut off the energetic like flow of feeling everyone else's stuff mm-hmm. you know your intuition's constantly working but you don't have to like tune in tap into other people you know and that's like a big thing is when you open up to tap into the other people and I feel like Tony's taught me a lot about using my physical body to actually help release the energy to re-energize me, which is so important. And I know you talked about my course, Unlock Your Intuition, but you have another course that's right, almost out, that's going to be out um, maybe even by the time this airs, actually. It probably will be, yeah. yeah. So, So, um, but it's all about imp- for impacts and how to use the energy that, that you have within you and outside of yourself to really energize yourself. And there's so many ways to do that. But I did want to kind of jump into something that was interesting. HeartMath did a study with um, a boy and his dog. And I thought it was really funny because it makes sense. As humans, we we know this makes sense. But they put an ECG on both the boy and the dog. And the boy was in another room and the dog was in another room. And the boy walked into the room, saw the dog, and kept on giving love and made this connection with his dog. And right when he did that, they actually noticed that the heart rate um, started to, to change. And both of the heart rates became more coherent, So, which was interesting because the, the boy felt one thing and then all of a sudden the dog pretty much matched that boy. And I it reminds me of our dog Romeo. It's like the moment we spot him, we feel this love and our body opens up and our energy changes. And and I know that he feels it too. We're us being so sensitive, we know he feels it and we could feel his love too. But if we can do that with dogs when we come into a room and we can feel an energetic feeling and a love pull, Um, to dogs, imagine what it's like when we go into a room and we're around certain people. So it could work oppositely, too. If you're feeling that love towards someone, they'll feel that love from you. And then if you're feeling extra sensitive, highly sensitive, and maybe you're feeling emotional that day, if you walk into a room, they can feel that, too. They're probably like, okay, why does that vibe feel different, you know, when I'm around this person? So it's something to think about. When you are picking up on other people's energy and also taking responsibility for your own energy when you walk into a room, too
1: That's a excellent point point. and it made me as you were saying that walk when you walk into a room it, it was making me think of when you walk into a room. You're either bringing Your impact in the room and bringing your energy to it or the rooms impact in you yes. And I know that it goes simultaneously like it's happening both sides but what we're talking about here is like what you were referring to. So when I would walk into a room, it would be my my intuition was open. I was just sensing the room out. That's what I was was doing. And I think it was like, you know, because growing up, it was like I was taught to do that in my household, to walk in and I, I would have to sense people's emotions to figure out how to talk to certain people. Mm-hmm. So it's like a skill from there, from uh, my upbringing, and from sports too. Sports was a huge um thing for it. But anyways, I would walk into a room and I would, rather than bring in my energy to impact the room, I would go in, all right, let me sense out everybody else's <laughs> energy. So I think that's the difference too, is like having a good balance between the two and tuning into your intuition and knowing when to bring your energy to it and when to soak it in. It's yes. like a good yin and yang or yin and yang.
0: Yep. Oh, I love that. That makes so much sense. And also when you just said that too... With having that balance of the back and forth knowing that once you're aware that you're empathic Once you're aware of that you can say oh that's not my energy like I can tune into that and tap into Walking into someone's house and feel that but knowing oh, okay I know myself and I know what I was feeling before I walked in here. So I know this is not connected to me Isn't that a huge thing? It's a
1: huge thing. That was the biggest aha that I got was that this is not me so when, when I'd feel that, I was able to disconnect like, from my body, as crazy as that sounds, maybe not to our watchers, but no. to other people, <laughs> and I would like, just look at it like, hmm, that's interesting. Like It's information. Like I was reading a book. That's all it is. It's like I was reading information, and once I started to look at it that way, I was able to experience other people's energy without really internalizing it.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's so huge.
1: So it was huge. It was more like, here, I'm just a vessel, kind of like a TV's a vessel to get a channel. I'm a vessel to get a feeling It comes through. I don't have to soak it in internally, but I can let it go through my vessel, watch it, study it a little bit, and let it go out. The same way that you do a reading or you know, anybody else uses their intuition.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that. That's so true. That's so true. And I think that when you're working out too, Then you're using your energy. When you're walking outside, there's thoughts that can flow in. Even negative self talk could come in when you're exercising, and then it leaves you. It's like it's just, it moves the energy. And Tony is the one that taught me about that because for me, I didn't know, I knew exercise was important, but I didn't know how important it was for my energy too. Which is a huge thing.
1: It is a huge thing, and that's a huge thing that came across my life. Is um, this guy named Elliot Hulse? He lives in Saint Petersburg, Florida, and he does a thing called Strength Camp. Um, you might know him; he's a YouTube star and he's on Facebook. But, anyways, I was I watched um, I was watching a few of his videos, and he he said something. He said, "Your body is your mind." And when I when I heard that, everything clicked. I was like, "Oh my god, that makes so much sense." That's why. Working out and all that is so valuable and taking care of your body because the same way that everybody teaches us to Take care of our thoughts and what you focus on you become Well, you look at your body like it's a thought and you're able to manipulate that thought however you want and the better you manipulate that thought The better every other part of your mind works or the better everything else in your life will work. So it's looking at our body as impasse and looking at it as a tool to kind of release the energy that we've been soaking in throughout the day and a tool to um, sharpen our minds.
0: Yes, that's so true. So I know some people people listening are probably thinking, well, what can I do if I'm an empath and I'm a highly sensitive person, I feel overwhelmed going into, you know, Target or Walmart or, or malls, you know, what can I do? And I feel like, what would you suggest the first thing? I know we mentioned moving your body. As
1: an empath, well, I- I mean, I think it's all all the advice we're given. This is good for everybody, but yeah. especially in past, like mm-hmm. grounding your energy, grounding your energy, because um, although I said that I'm really good at this now, it turned my intuition on and off. I still soak in a lot of energy to where there's certain days to where I'm like, oh man, I've soaked in way too much and I need to go ground. And I need, I mean, every day I ground, but there's certain days where I got to do it more often. And basically what grounding is. Is you just take off your shoes and socks and you walk on the grass or you walk on uh, My favorite the sand by the ocean and what you could even walk into the ocean if you can But basically you just find a piece of nature and you just touch it and you break all t- you know You don't have anything between and no rubber or anything no shoes and you just touch nature and then the it's the earth basically I feel like It kind of absorbs your negative energy and then it also recharges you. So it's kind of like, it's like a circulation. Of, yeah, of,
0: it's like stagnant energy. Right,
1: so that's one way you can ground. And there's several other ways to ground your energy too, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, and you can also even like looking outside at a tree, like we're sitting in here in this room and I could see the tree right out the window. I can imagine my energy from my body and my eyes going to the tree and just allowing it to... Um, just becoming aware of it and tuning into it, it's recharging me. It's releasing any stagnant energy. Because like when I think of negative energy, I think of I don't know. I don't I don't like the term, even though it's the same difference. Well, stagnant energy, or whatever
1: you want, what to stagnant. Say. Yeah, stagnant, <laughs> negative.
0: I know it's just like another word, but I feel as though just the intention of wanting to recharge just. Paying attention to that, that's huge for grounding too. Um, Even the dogs, (laughs) the animals, all animals are very grounding. So petting an animal, um, taking an animal for a walk, um, just allowing yourself to to do these things and to tune into that unconditional love. Because a lot of the times we can do it with humans, we can look at someone and smile and it could change our heart rate but sometimes an animal is good because they don't talk back and (laughs) so it makes us more grounded and it it could really calm us down um as he's snuggling up romeo's snuggling up on the (laughs) couch as we're talking
1: yeah just staring at him is grounding too so was talking about you could just stare at a tree you could just stare at a stare Mm -hmm. at a dog like watching him sleep it's very grounding yes to my energy Mm mm-hmm so there's, a, there's all different ways. I think just being in the present moment, you ground yourself. And yeah. I think that's a big thing. What you were just talking about, Lindsay, is paying attention. Like the trees or nature and everything, they get sense when we're giving them attention. And I think they like that. So I think that's yeah. what that circulation is. Like anything that we're giving our attention to, it likes it. So it's like, all right, here, yeah. I'll give you some attention back.
0: That's what I feel. I feel like I talk to the trees Mm -hmm. outside and I'll actually imagine sending the trees energy and I say thank you after. And I feel that like this tree out here outside of our place, I love this tree so much. And I talk to it all the time. And one day I looked at the bark, like, you know, the trunk of it. And I saw that there was a chip on the the bark. It was in a perfect heart. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. It was there for a while. Um, but it's important to talk to things in nature, even stars. I feel energy, an energy connection to the stars, to the moon, and that sort of thing. So if you're an empath, use nature to help recharge yourself. And this means really taking time to be by yourself, because that's a big thing for me. I need to recharge without any humans around me. So I usually have like a two-hour window. Like two hours, I hang out with people and then I'm like, okay, I need to go outside or it's, it's always, it's like clockwork. Don't Even find me. That? Yeah.
1: We only spend about two or three hours and then we break <laughs> apart and I go bike ride. Or, yeah. He
0: goes bike or work riding, out, And then
1: she goes and
0: whatever, read a book. Does whatever or, she does. So it's something that, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you you kind of have to know your limits, too. Just know what your body is feeling. And just listening to us talk about this is actually going to help you be really, really clear on when you're feeling that that drained feeling. So the next time you walk into a room, ask yourself, or before you walk into a room, how am I feeling before you actually go into a space? And then you'll know the difference. Was I feeling the same or did my energy shift when I walked in?
1: And that's a huge part. If, you, if you're always got a lot of going on in your mind and you've got so much going on in your body it's going to be hard to tell the difference between yeah. your intuition and everybody. so it's all about knowing yourself and you know calming yourself down enough to where you could sense that you could sense what's going on you have body awareness and then you're able to go and navigate and actually start to sense other people's energy as well and know and know the difference yes so um I was gonna add another thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, another huge thing about this is to celebrate being an empath. Like, yeah. to be happy about the fact that you have this ability to feel other people's energy. Because I used to tie so much negative thoughts to this gift that I didn't even know I had then. Because if a friend would ask me to go out, or Lindsay would ask me to go out, I didn't feel like it at the time. I'd feel like, oh man, what am I? antisocial? and I'm tight. Anti- I'd have all these bad thoughts about why I wasn't going out. Now I honor my energy because I love who I am and I love that I have this ability because I know that it's a true gift and I'm able to use it. So now if I don't feel like going out, I happily say no and I don't feel bad about it at all. Yeah. I'm just like, no, I just, tonight's not the night that I go
0: out. That's true. You do do that. Even when I try to get him to come out, he's like, no, I'm just. I'm not feeling it. So, and it's true. We have to honor our own energy and it will shift everything. A lot of problems that empaths have are they feel guilty after they actually say no, or they feel guilty after speaking up. And it's time to own your power, feel comfortable saying no, feel really good about it and feel energized and know that you're doing a good service for yourself and for the other people that you'd be hanging out with if you were in the room with them. They would be miserable cuz they'd feel your energy that way.
1: Exactly. And so, quit being a people pleaser.
0: Yes, we both.
1: There's <laughs> a lot of impasse of people pleasers because you're you're like us where you're like you would say something to somebody that you'd say yes or no or whatever and then you would feel their energy of their response even if you weren't with them because you'd you so when you when you feel people's energy, you could feel it. Even like I'm in Tampa, I could feel people's energy in St. Louis. So <laughs> space doesn't matter between. It doesn't. So we gotta remember that too. But a lot of times we need to become people pleasers because we'll feel somebody wanting us to do something and then we'll be like, oh, we can't let them down. Yes. But no, you can't let yourself down because if you let yourself down and you're always trying to please everybody else, you're not going to be able to use your gift to feel other people's emotions because you're going to be so overwhelmed trying to please everybody else that you're not going to even be in tune with your gift at all.
0: That's so true. I feel like we covered a lot today. So you might have to listen to this episode more than once um, when you're listening to it, because I feel like there's a lot of information and I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, Oh my gosh, that sounds like me. Because most of our people are exactly very similar to us, have the same.
1: They are. Yeah. We draw a lot of Similar people, how a lot of people that are drawn to us are highly sensitive, intuitive, and they f- they could feel other people's emotions for sure. Definitely. you noticed.
0: So I think we covered everything today, right?
1: We did. So some action steps, just, I mean, I know we mentioned a few already, but mm-hmm. let's just end it with a few action steps to do. Um, I would definitely say to every day, ground your energy. You know, even if you take 15 minutes a day, or even if, say that sounds like too long for you, do 10 minutes a day. And take off your shoes and socks and walk on the grass or walk on some part of earth that feels comfortable to you, or put your hands on a tree or some part of nature or just pet your dog for maybe five or 10 minutes. Do something that is grounding your energy. How do you know it's grounding your energy? Because you start to feel a release and you'll start to feel like a a fulfillment of energy filling your body, like water filling your body, but it's actually like positive. Peaceful energy just coming through your body. You'll feel and you'll feel um, your anxieties and everything releasing from you as you do it So and I would say to do that
0: and yawning that happens like when I'm releasing or I'll hiccup or you could burp or something mm-hmm. Like it's releasing energy that, do it for us. real quick. No. Oh my god. <laughs> no stop. So, um So you can really you'll notice the shift in energy for yourself. I think the last thing that you should do or maybe it's the first thing, is actually comment underneath this video or this link and tell us what were your aha moments or how do you want to shift your energy and and share with us because it's going to help someone else too. Yeah. So
1: so thank you guys. Once again, we, we love when you share this with people, this podcast, because if it helped you, then go ahead and share it with other people. And anything that, any comments that you have, like Lindsay said, go ahead and put them, any questions or any aha moments or anything like that, put them in the comment section.
0: Thank you guys. Have a good rest of the day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too.
1: If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.